Welcome back to the Imperfect Dad podcast hosted by me, Kioa Delos Reyes. Welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first time checking out our podcast, please check out our first episode called Who Am I? So that you can build your foundation and mentality for the rest of the show. Now, the last couple shows I've been filming have been very raw, as in I'm not really editing what I say or taking out certain words like so that I mention a lot or this or that and we've been rolling with it and it's been awesome. Now it's going to get even more raw today because a couple days ago it seems like my microphone is not working properly. It's giving a very staticky sound so I am recording straight from my laptop so I'm not entirely sure how that's going to go. I was trying to do my AirPods and so for some reason, I'm getting some weird sound as well, but if I record from my laptop straight up, it sounds pretty decent. Now, there is going to be some, like, maybe high pitches when it comes to recording from the laptop, but hey, that's what we're going to do. Honestly, today has been one of those days where I just can't get things going. There are issues here and there. I'm starting another small business and I'm already having issues with um, some logistics and, and printing things out. Recording the podcast this week has been a doozy for sure. Trying to figure out my mic, trying to figure out if I want to get a new one or not. Um, stock market game, and especially with cryptocurrencies, has been an up and downhill. Obviously, if you follow Bitcoin or Ethereum, it's had some very highs. It's it's hit some um, high levels, like the highest it's been, but it's also dropped. And that game has been a roller coaster financially and emotionally. But hey, we are still here, and we are still in the game. And I'm trying to keep my head up so that I can be the best dad I can be for my kids. So welcome to the Imperfect Dad podcast. Now this is episode number eight. And it's the ability to do hard things, which is crazy because it's been a hard day, it's been a hard week, but I'm still enjoying life and, and I love it. So let's just get into it, right? We are in 2021, it's February, and we are pretty close on hitting the one-year mark of the pandemic or COVID-19 really taking a toll on our lives, on the world our nation, wherever you may live, it, it's it's some crazy times in a crazy world. And I hope you guys are doing okay. At least here in the States, we've had some crazy weather in different parts of the country. We know Texas has been affected. I know at least Oregon and Washington have been affected. Here in Idaho, it's nothing, I guess, new because we are used to this kind of stuff. It's honestly been a pretty mild winter for us, but it seems like other other states, sorry, has they have been hit harder than the normal. So we do live in a crazy world during these crazy times, and the the ability to do hard things is going to come more at us, and that that's what I feel, right? Some a lot of people are unemployed, a lot of people are trying to figure out how they are going to pay rent how they're going to put food on the table and how they're going to be 
the best dad that they can be for their kids during these troubling times. And hard things are already knocking on their door if they haven't already entered. So I, I do want to talk about how we can not overcome hard things, but how we can just do them and and have them benefit our lives. And my wife, she, she hates that I have that mentality that we can learn from all the negative things that happen in our lives or, or from the hard times that happen in our lives. And, and for me, it's because I... I don't like to linger on the bad moments or bad experiences because it affects me in a negative way to where, you know, I don't want to spend time with the kids or I don't want to spend time with her because I'm so mad at the world or I'm so tired from what I'm doing that I want to be positive in every way. And my mentality as of late has been, that it's happened and we can't go back to change it so we must learn from it and move on from it and hopefully we don't make the same mistakes again and that we can learn from it and and get better with what happened all right so some of the hard things in my life is can it can be small things it can be big things for example like staying on task for me is super hard because I feel like I have so many things to do, yet I'm trying to do all of them at the same time, which means I'm not really getting anything done. So I'm doing small things like making a list, putting them in order of importance, and just focusing on my list from top to bottom. And there are things at the bottom of the list that I don't need to get done today that can be done later. But if I do manage to get everything on the top of the list done, then I can work on that as well, right? Um, another thing that I am going to talk about in another episode when it comes to um, being focused and task-oriented is setting a timer on certain tasks so that there is some pressure on me to finish. And even if I don't finish by the time, then I can give myself a little bit more time to actually finish it. But at least I worked hard and I was focused during a specific time to, to do these tasks. Now, if you know me, I hate working out. I do not enjoy it. I tried many times to get into it because I know that successful people do work out. I know that I need to take care of my body. And I'm still doing active things like dancing, like um, playing sports, that at my age, my body, you know, needs the, the strength and endurance and stamina to, to do these things to the best of my ability, right? So working out is something that's very hard for me. And I started working out again two weeks ago. And the last time I worked out was probably two or three years ago. And when I say working out, I don't just mean like hit at-home activities you can do. Like actually going to the gym and pumping weights. Um, I still do some hit workouts at the gym for sure. But I think it's going to the physical location of a gym and actually working out. And one of the reasons I went was because 
I got a lot of uh, my guy friends who all work out together. And one of my best friends, <laughs> one of my best friends, um, he started working out too. And just like me, he hates working out. And he's been working out for kind of a few months now. And that kind of pushed me to start working out because if, if he hates working out as much as I do and he's doing it, it, it's something I can do, right? It's something hard I can do. So I started two weeks ago, and I'm, I'm not saying that I'm going to stay on it for life, but I have reaped a lot of the benefits. I have a lot more energy uh, while dancing, while playing. I go to sleep faster. Um, I am a lot more happier, and it's made me realize that I can do hard things, and it just proves that I am capable of doing things I do not enjoy, but I know will benefit uh, my health, my life, and hopefully being a dad. Another one I wanted to talk about was eating healthy. Now, I'm not one to go on a diet per se, and I, I guess the only thing I've really done that has come close to going on a diet is um, being a part of the intermittent fasting, right, where... There's an eight-hour period where I can eat whatever I want, as much as I want, per se. And then the rest of the 16 hours, I do not eat. And I'm not doing that right now. I've done it a few times. But there was a, one moment where I was doing it for a few months right before we went on a cruise, and I lost 13 pounds. And I, and I felt good as well. And I know there are a lot of amazing benefits with uh, intermittent fasting beyond just losing weight. But honestly, beyond the physical parts of the body, one thing I did learn from intermittent fasting was that I can have control and discipline. And not just in not just with like how much I can eat or the fact that I don't need to eat ice cream and cookies right before I go to bed. But that taught me that I can have the discipline and the strength to say no to soda, to say no to that fast food restaurant. And I'm not doing that anymore because I've kind of changed my mentality on the fact that I just want to eat healthier and make healthier choices and not so much going on a diet because it does affect me mentally when I can't have that one cookie. Uh, be, and it affects me beyond, I guess, having less weight or looking better. But it just affected me mentally. So now I just kind of choose to make healthier choices. And it's been really awesome in my life. So intermittent fasting was something that was really hard for me. But it really taught me a lot of what my body can do and what my mind can decide and choose to do. So how can we overcome these hard things? things in our life, right? Whether it's hard choices or hard obstacles that are put in front of us. And I want to bring up an analogy that I do use with my students uh, at the dance studio that I teach at, or even with friends who kind of just ask questions or are looking for, for self-help. And I tell them about my bridge jumping analogy. So if you've ever gone or have never gone, bridge jumping. It's where you go to a bridge and you jump off into a, a river or a lake and it might not even be that high, right? Some, 
bridge jumping that we do here in the local area, you can be jumping 10 feet. You can be jumping 20 feet, sometimes 30 to 40 feet. And having gone bridge jumping, and it's something I do enjoy with my friends and family, we always have that group of people or, or that one person, or even when we go to that certain bridge, you see that, that one person that has been waiting there for a while, right? Hasn't jumped yet. All their friends have jumped multiple times, but they're still at the, the top of the bridge trying to figure out if they want to do it or when they want to do it. And it, it's a scary moment for them, right? So I'm going to break this up into different, um, I guess, parts of the journey of bridge jumping. Now, when you first get there, you are sizing up how big that jump is. And I call this the look. When you are looking from the top of the bridge and you're looking down. You're not even on there yet. You're just looking at the side the size of it from the from the side of it. You're looking more like the profile look of it, kind of gauging, you know, what is about to happen. Then you are moving up to the second step, which is getting to the top of the bridge, whether you have a ladder to get there or you have to climb or it's just right there. You kind of have that second part, which is the waiting part where you look down to see how high it is. And that is kind of where you decide, hey, I'm going to jump or I'm not going to jump. And if you don't jump, it, you just decide quickly that you don't jump. But if you do jump, there comes a part where you either go quickly or you kind of have the waiting game, right? You're trying to figure out, should I jump? I don't know if I want to do this. This is high. Or you have the other guys who just look at it and go, I got this. Back up. They run and they jump. And they just do it, right? So that leads to the third part of the journey of the process, which is the actual jump. And this is where people really decide quickly if it's going to happen now or if it's going to happen later. And then the actual jump does happen. You get into the water, you swim to the side, and it's the realization that, hey, that wasn't as bad as I thought. So the four-step process, we got the look. We got the weight, which includes the look down, trying to decide. We got the actual jump, which can include a certain time limit. And we have the realization, which is the understanding that, hey, it wasn't as hard as I was making it. And when I tell people at bridge jumping, um, and they, they're kind of scared already walking up to the bridge, I, I tell them not to look down. Unless you do need to look where you're jumping because of certain obstacles or places you do need to jump, I tell them not to look down because the more you look, the more you're not going to jump because you know how high it is and how hard it's going to be. And if we can just jump into it, it will make the realization and the actual action of jumping a lot easier. Because once you, in most cases, once we jump into it, we, we already know that it's happening and that we can get closer to the realization that, hey, that wasn't that bad. Let's do it again. So when it comes to doing hard things in your life, don't procrastinate. Yes, I understand you can study the situation depending on what kind of situation you are in, right? Whether it's like, should I go into this new career path or should I stay where I'm at? Obviously, you do have to do your homework and decide what is best for you 
what is best for your family, what is best for your kids, and everything else that follows within that. But if it's something like going to the gym, you already know that's good for you because it's good for your health, it's good for your mind, and that can lead into it being good for your kids. So I recommend just jumping into hard things and, and doing hard things. One of my buddies, um, he he has his own business running a pest control company, but he also kind of has this program to help people do hard things, and it's called, I don't even know what it's called, but what his his line, his tagline that he likes to use is redefine hard. And it's just all about doing hard things, and he's preparing to do a triathlon, right, which is swimming, biking, and running. And for him, that is a hard thing. I, I guess for anyone, that can be a very hard thing. But it's all about doing the hard thing so that you can push yourself, so that you can understand your limits, so that you can also understand in the end that you can do it. You can do these things. That you don't need to use the word can't. That you can just go ahead and do it. And it feels so good to do hard things because you feel accomplished. And the feeling of accomplishment is an amazing feeling. And being able to push your body to certain limits can be a good feeling because then you can understand, hey, wow, I didn't know I can do that. I didn't know I could go without soda for a month. I didn't know I can I could do intermittent fasting. I didn't know I can I could hold back from watching so much Netflix every day or, or this or that. And I can promise you that it will lead into becoming a better dad. And your kids can see the benefits from it as well. So my challenge for you this week is to do something hard for you. I don't I don't know you, and, and maybe I do, but you know yourself better than I do. And and do something hard this week. And it doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna I've never gone to the gym. Let's just go and jump into it. I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm not saying it has to be that crazy. Maybe watching one show a day is is something hard for you. Or maybe watching one show every two or three days is something hard. But I want you to do something hard so that you can prove to yourself that you can do it. And you can prove to your kids that they can do it as well. So this is my challenge for you. Go do something hard. Maybe have your kids do something hard. And... And learn how to overcome these things and how to get through them so that you can get through all the hard things that will come at you in the future. Because they will. And we already know it's a crazy world right now. And they're going to come at you. So best to learn now than to learn later. And best to teach your kids as well so that they can learn how to overcome hard things. Because if you think the world is hard for you right now, it's only going to get harder for your kids. Our kids. Right? So... This is episode 8, The Ability to Do Hard Things. Please check us out on our social media handles. You can email us at info at theimperfectdad.com or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And this is Kioa reminding you to keep your head up, stay in the game, and be the best dad that you can be for your children.